Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Now, what about your MOT? Plenty of talk about that over the last number of days. Uh, details are coming out about the way it's going to be resolved. And I know a woman who knows a lot more about it than I do because she's right at the top of the tree. It's the Infrastructure Minister, Nicola Mallon. Minister Mallon, good morning. Good morning, Frank. Uh, thank you for joining us. What is the latest and greatest as far as these MOT exemptions are concerned? People are getting, what, four months breathing space or grace? They are indeed. So um, any customer who had their MOT appointment cancelled by DVA, um, whose MOT has expired, will receive a temporary exemption certificate backdated to the 28th of January. For any customer who has had their MOT appointment cancelled by DVA, whose MOT is about to expire, they will be issued with a temporary exemption certificate, which will extend four months on to the date of their current MOT uh, certificate. Uh, unfortunately, there are two groups um, within that that I haven't been able to get temporary exemption certificates issued to. That is for those people with uh, vehicles who are four years old. Um, because they have never been issued with an MOT certificate, there is no certificate uh, to extend. Uh, there is also an issue with taxi drivers. Um, the legislation doesn't permit the DVA to issue temporary exemption certificates for taxis as they are subject to a PSV test. But what I have done in that instance is I've said to officials that they absolutely must prioritise the MOT tests for both groups so that we can get them tested as quickly as possible before the expiry of their MOT. So a taxi that hasn't been through the relevant test and isn't proven to be roadworthy, is the advice for that taxi to stay off the road? Well, what I'm saying is that, I mean, our, our taxi drivers, um, you know, are very well prepared. Um, it's their livelihood. It is a central part of public service and transport. Um, what I'm saying is if you have had a cancellation um, by the DVA for an appointment, you should have been issued straight away with a priority appointment. And what I'm saying is that people, some drivers are finding that that is not their experience. I want to hear about it because I'm very clear that because of the legislation for taxis, I can't issue a temporary exemption certificate. But what I am saying is that I want their tests carried out again as a matter of priority. But a, a taxi driver who maybe isn't as organised as you think they all are, who is a bit late applying, who now finds him or herself out of date, th- that, that taxi needs to, needs to pull up and stop the income coming into that house? Well, ultimately, the roadworthiness of a vehicle falls to uh, its owner and its driver. What I'm saying is that... Um, 
with this situation that has developed, I have prioritised taxi drivers. So if someone has had a cancellation of their appointment and hasn't been given an, a really urgent appointment, and then I want to specifically hear about that. Yeah, it's hard to blame you now, in fairness, because you're only in the job 10 minutes. But I think everyone said it when we saw it at the tail end of last week, the lifts in the MOT centres not being, in inverted commas, roadworthy. Uh, you would have thought that with all the checking that they do, they would have checked their own kit well, absolutely. This has raised uh, serious questions for me around all of this uh, in terms of how the situation ever arose. Um, and I've asked for a full and thorough review into that. Um, the equipment is inspected not by DVA, but it is contracted to a uh, world leading supplier. They're responsible for uh, maintenance and inspection. So every eight weeks, there would be a preventative maintenance and inspection carried out. And then every six months, there is a major service inspection. From what I understand, because as you say this did predate me. The last major service inspection took place in July uh, last year. Nine test centres had been fully inspected with no reports of cracks. When they moved to the 10th, which was in Larn in November, cracks were identified and they were subsequently identified in the other five test centres. When that happened, the DVA health and safety team at the beginning of January then requested a review of all of the lifts, um, which led to the report identifying 48 out of the 55 having cracks and also requested a thorough inspection of all of the lifts. Uh, last Tuesday, an inspector then ruled one of the lifts in Lisburn area out of operation. And then on Wednesday, the DVA took the, me- the decision for precautionary purposes to take the 48 lifts uh, out of commission so that they could be thoroughly inspected uh, repaired and then reinspected, and then there will also now be fortnightly reinspections of the lifts. But certainly, it raises huge questions for me about why this wasn't spotted earlier. Uh, and I've asked officials to review the contract because I have serious concerns. Yeah, safety is paramount for anyone visiting an MOT centre, of course, sitting in the vicinity of a lift, but especially for the staff who are literally uh, underneath them. You're you're having um, additional problems. I see you're apologising, again, not you personally, but the the ministry that you head up, the Department of Infrastructure, has apologised after people were issued parking tickets in error after problems with a new mobile parking app. Now, it's it's only been released... is, is that it was is that something that you saluted and heralded and broke a bottle of champagne on or or is it something you want to distance yourself from too well, uh, again, this is uh, an issue that came across my desk uh, towards the end of last week. Uh, there were problems caused by poor mobile uh, signal. And as a result, I understand 20 drivers were wrongly issued with penalty notices. Uh, the department met with the provider uh, at a chief executive level on Friday. Uh, and the department has apologised and we're working to um, remove the penalty notice. And if anybody has been out of pocket to reimburse them. But absolutely, this shouldn't happen. You know, we're trying to encourage people to to access services online, they need to have the confidence that when they do that, that things are going to operate correctly. So absolutely, uh, for those 20 drivers, I understand uh, their frustration uh, and the department has apologised and is moving to rectify it all. Yeah, Just Park replacing Park Mobile, for anyone who's familiar with apps will be fully with us. Other people who put coins in slots are saying, what on earth are we talking about? But they have experienced teething problems. Did they, did they roll it out too quickly? Because uh, apparently people were only notified on Twitter about six days uh, before it was rolled out and there may not have been as big a publicity campaign about it as there should have been. 
Well, I, I think that that's certainly uh, one of the issues that I'm looking at to understand, you know, how this happened um, and when the system was rolled out, you know, was it, uh, was everything that was required in place? What I have been told is that the problems in this particular instance were caused by poor mobile signal. Do you get a sense that this is going to be a rocky road for an infrastructure minister, two wee hurdles to jump, both associated with the the safety of uh, cars or the driving and parking of cars? Well, look, I'm very clear. My priority is the safety of staff uh, and of customers, and in this instance as well, doing all that I can to minimise the disruption to the public and also then put measures in place to ensure that things like this don't happen again. it's always a challenge when you're stepping into positions of leadership. When you have a department the size of the Department of Infrastructure, there are going to be a lot of challenges. My responsibility is how do I respond to that? Uh, and I'm very determined that I will take all of the information and the advice and I will move as quickly uh, as possible because ultimately, while I'm in charge of a department, uh, my job is to serve the people of Northern Ireland and I won't be forgetting that. So that will be very much to the forefront when I'm taking the decisions uh, across my department. And, and finally, Nicola, Malin, on a day when we're saying goodbye to a man described as a giant of political history in Northern Ireland, um, your thoughts, I'm sure, are with the family of the late Seamus Malin. Uh, absolutely, Frank. I mean, it's a Seamus's loss is huge to his family, his daughter Orla and her husband Mark and um, daughter Lara. It's also a huge loss to the wider SDLP family into this country. Um, it's very, very rare, if ever, do you get someone with the calibre uh, the Seamus, of Seamus Mallon. He broke the, they broke the mould when they made him. He had a tremendous political foresight and analysis. He was an outstanding parliamentarian. And he always, always did his best to serve his constituents. Even in the high political drama, he never forgot about his constituents. He had the time uh, and he wanted to help everyone who came to him. Um, he was a man of fierce courage and honesty and he never compromised on his principles uh, and so we need to finish what he started uh, and that is to create a shared home place where all of us feel that we are welcome uh, and all of us feel that we belong he's passed the baton to us uh, and now we need to finish that work of his Okay, Minister, thank you very much indeed for speaking to us this morning, it's the Infrastructure Minister uh, Nicola Mallon, it's, uh, it's gone 20 to 11